We are listener supported. One radio network. Well, a very pleasant uh, good morning. We're going to do this again and get it right this time. We a little problem, a little technical problem, but now things are well and we're back with a good connection with Dr. Ray Pete. He's a good one and he's with us on the third Monday of every month at about 11.30 or so. We're getting a little bit late because of all this. But he's a PhD in biology. Goes back uh, to the uh, um, 60, about 1968. His main work was in uh, biological chemistry and physics and 71 and 72. Dissertation, University of Oregon in 1972. And he really has worked with uh, the ideas of progesterone and for a very long time, he knows quite a bit about hormones and such. And uh, his, his website is raypeat.com, raypeat.com. If you have a question for Dr. Pete, you can join us right now, Patrick at oneradionetwork.com, Patrick at oneradionetwork.com. Dr. Pete, good morning again. How are you, sir? Everything fine up there? Good morning. Yep, still good here. <laughs> Unusually warm autumn. Yeah, we we have. Uh, it's going to be like seventy five here in in Texas as well. Uh, do you believe in this whole man made global warming thing? Do you think there's anything to it? I, no, very little. I think it's mostly <laughs> a, a solar cycle. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. The the, the um, uh, all of the mass media were uh, talking about the. Uh, oncoming ice age from, from the 1940s through the 50s into the 70s and it was right after Three Mile Island uh, uh, accident and poisoning of people with radiation hmm. but the Pentagon uh, published a paper uh, on uh, to defend the importance of nuclear energy because the public was getting afraid of nuclear energy uh, because of that accident, so they uh, uh, said that uh, petroleum and coal burning are, are going to cause the planet to have uh, an overheating problem, where uh, right until that moment, uh, for the last 30 or 40 years, we had been predicting a coming ice age. Uh, suddenly now it became uh, politically uh, valuable to defend uh, uh, nu- nuclear power uh, industry, the Pentagon came out uh, uh, against uh, burning the fossil fuels, but it uh, n- nothing changed in our understanding of uh, the solar cycles and uh, how important they are for maintaining uh, the, the very delicate balance between uh, uh, he- heating the planet and wow. uh, the long-term cycles. And what year was that, sir? That was right after Chernobyl. Um, it was um, yeah, that, that mm. reinforced the public uh, fear of nuclear energy, and so it uh, increased the uh, the need to propagandize in favor of uh, nuclear energy uh, because the Pentagon uh, mm. to uh, keep its bomb supply going. Uh, needs the uh, partially depleted uh, uh, m- nuclear material produced by the uh, uh, steam-generating uh, energy plants, uh, the, the waste material from the 
energy industry is used by the Pentagon for making bombs. Really? And so if the people are too afraid of nuclear power and, and want to keep burning more coal more efficiently, then the Pentagon has no more source of atomic bombs. So it's powerfully in their interest to keep the nuclear power industry going. So, but now they're morphing now to this whole green thing. Are they going to let go, do you think, of the nuclear power uh, thing? That, that, that's all part of the uh, uh, pro-nuclear power industry. Ah. Uh, in, uh, I think it was uh, 2004, uh, when they were preparing uh, Barack Obama uh, uh, to be the candidate in four years, mm-hmm. uh, they had him speak at the Democratic Convention, uh, and... Uh, he he was uh, he, he didn't say it outright, but you could see that he was their uh, big uh, candidate for uh, uh, the, the supporting the whole uh, myth of, of uh, carbon dioxide overheating the planet and having to go uh, green with nuclear energy. Uh, it's a big propaganda scheme, and uh, Barack Obama was one of the first uh, to. Um, um, put put it into political practice. Wow. And I, I, I've read that he was like one of the big rock stars out in this whole um, green thing in Scotland, whatever this thing was in the last, what, two weeks. Like he was one of the rock stars. Many people believe that, that they're going to put him up as like the savior of the world for this whole one world government thing. Uh, yeah, the t- talking about uh, Michelle Obama mm-hmm. uh, 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 as a, a, a transition into a, a new Obama era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, and then many people feel, as you probably are well aware, that if they sell us on this idea, Dr. Pete, of a, of a green thing, that it won't be enough juice, right, to carry the day because the experts say there's just not enough, and then that will allow them to control whatever they come up with, whatever it's be more coal or, I guess, nuclear. Uh, uh, yeah, and deforestation is a, a, a big part of warming the planet, or, or worse than warming it, uh, destabilizing it, hmm. uh, reducing the uh, not, not only the... Uh, uh, water vapor and, and clouds in the air, but uh, the uh, carbon dioxide uh, it, it gives you surges of of uh, carbon dioxide when you burn down uh, the, the forest. Mm. Uh, but um, if we have an actual increase in our uh, uh, year-round carbon dioxide level, uh, that will stimulate uh, restoration of the forest. So if we change our policies against deforestation uh, and uh, uh, adjust agriculture uh, and land use uh, so that we stop uh, destroying forests and start rebuilding forests, uh, uh, that will uh, uh, adjust the carbon dioxide in the air uh, very powerfully, more than anything else could. Interesting. Um Dr. Ray Pete is with us. If you care to join him, join us. Uh, we can uh, talk about whatever it is that you would like to speak about. Just Patrick at one radio uh, network 
Com. Got a little personal question for you, and people might learn from this, so I'm not just using up my time for Patrick, but, you know, I like to drink a lot of water, Dr. Pete, during the show, because my throat gets dry and, and such, but then, lately, I've been having to pee like a lot, you know, and it's, it's, it's difficult when I'm on the air, right, because you can't be breaking, you know, every time you turn around, do a commercial, and so... So what would this be something that I want to look at that needs a little work, needs a little needs a little energy, a little help? Is it a bladder thing? Uh, uh, yeah, some of it is just uh, uh, oversensitivity of the uh, bladder nerves uh, and uh, hmm. uh, the, the uh, histamine, uh, actual production ah, histamine. and, and sensitivity yeah. uh, of histamine. Uh, the, the, that goes with your general energy level. Uh, uh, women uh, have the problem more often than men because uh, women are about oh, 10 times more likely than men to have a, a thyroid uh, 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 autoimmune uh, uh, series of, of problems uh, that basically goes with the high histamine production and sensitivity. Uh, and uh, low thyroid uh, shifts you towards uh, the, the estrogen and histamine patterns, uh, meaning that your reflexes are uh, less stabilized. Uh, you oh. uh, need more sugar more often because hmm. your thyroid isn't efficiently uh, conserving your, your glucose. Interesting. So the histamine could just make the, the little whatever, the, the bladder more sensitive and yeah, feels yeah. like it's got to pee, you know. Uh, yeah. I, uh, uh, yeah. And salt and sugar hmm. are, are, are the immediate uh, antidotes. Uh, they, they work for half an hour or so, but the basic problem is to increase your oxygen metabolism rate with thyroid. Thyroid. You know, um, so I, I would... I kind of worked up and did the piggy thyroid thing over two or three months that you coached me on, uh, just some pig thyroid, and uh, I did a thyroid test, and it's like, it's 0. 0.3, 0.3. On your TSH? Yeah, it's pretty good, uh, huh? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I actually preferred just a, a, a small amount less than that, but that's in the so I can that's in the range where you aren't likely to get thyroid cancer or right. other diseases. So you could even want it lower than that. Uh, yeah, just for uh, uh, according to your personal health and needs. Yeah, I don't. I don't really have any uh, issues, but I could. I guess I can increase a little bit more pig stuff if I want it. Uh, yeah, to see how it does with your uh, bladder rhythms. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and one of the uh, big effects mm. is that you can go all night uh, without uh, ha- having to drain your bladder. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so maybe orange juice, but orange juice during the show rather than water, maybe would add some sugar there and help that? As, uh, uh, yeah, as my yeah. thyroid's getting happier? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, and uh, salty snacks help too. Salty snacks, yeah. Boy, you're, you're, good. you're fun to hang around, boy, more sugar. I love to do in the middle of the night when I wake up is have some milk, warm it up with some, some beet sugar, organic beet sugar in there. And that that uh, sure nice to go back to sleep after that. Uh, yeah, where do you get your organic beet sugar? I think I just got it online somewhere. Um, uh, I, I, I bought two of them. I think I got it through Amazon somewhere. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, there's a, a small advantage, uh, but a, a definite chemical advantage to uh, uh, using beet sugar grown uh, in uh, the, the Midwest, uh, for example, uh, uh, over the tropical. Uh, oh, cane, that's cane right. Sugar. You mentioned that. Yeah. So I'll have to look and see where it's made. And so you could actually maybe find a company. What would be the, what's the advantage of getting the beet sugar in the Midwest over? Uh, over? You, you get less deuterium. Deuterium, uh, the, yeah. Uh, the heavy water that slows your metabolism oh. uh, and accelerates a- aging processes. That's pretty uh, fun. Uh, yeah, the tropical uh, uh, warm water uh, sugar cane. Uh, has more of the deuterium, but uh, after it has rained out crossing the continent, uh, the, the uh, central continent uh, uh, crops like sugarcane uh, have uh, fairly depleted deuterium content, uh, and so tend to activate your metabolism. So I could call the company, find out where they're getting their beet sugar, and find one that's getting it from the upper Midwest? You say that's the best base? Best base? Yeah, as far as I know. Yeah, Wow. So I don't understand this whole deuterium thing. I mean, why would why would God have some kind of an element that is not good for us in the whole milieu of of nature? Um, it it uh, probably has some uh, general biological function of sorting things out into slower metabolizers uh, and faster metabolizers. Uh, but uh, uh, organisms with a big, high-energy brain uh, uh, definitely do better on on low deuterium foods. Active when you're active, when you're uh, an active thinker, doing creative things with your mind. Uh, uh, yeah, with a big, hot brain. Yeah, I got one of those, baby. Wow, interesting. It does better on the lower deuterium. Mm-hmm. So maybe I could move up to the Midwest. Would that? Be- <laughs> Uh-huh. And North North Dakota is a pretty cool place, pretty great. Uh, yeah, there, there are places uh, trying to industrialize uh, the uh, reduction of deuterium in water, and they sell uh, deuterium-depleted water. Uh, at, uh, it's uh, pretty expensive for a depletion of a small amount. Is it? I wonder, um, I wonder about rainwater. I might, that's my source. It's well filtered, but it's rainwater. I wonder how that does with deuterium. Uh, uh, yeah, the farther you are from the tropics, uh, the less deuterium there is. I see. The tropics. Yeah. Pretty cool. Well, Dr. Ray Pete is with us, Patrick Timpone, OneRadioNetwork.com. So you're a very intuitive fellow, obviously, and uh, that's why we like talking to you. What do you think these people who are running this whole COVID thing, do you have any... Uh, Insights on where you think this is going to go from here after, what has it been, what, a year and a half? Uh, uh, yeah, uh, and uh, uh, have you been following uh, videos of people like David Martin? I have, and we've been streaming that wonderful video that he did. At a, yeah, he's really on it, isn't he? Uh, uh, yeah, and the people he identifies, uh, yes. uh, they are just personally uh, limited uh, bad characters, uh, <laughs> almost uh, uniformly. Uh, they're people that you wouldn't personally want to associate with. Yes, this Moskowitz guy. He's. Did you see that? He's really in, in on all this. Man, 
Yeah, Martin is really something, isn't he? He's a really interesting fellow. Uh, yeah, uh, he has an odd uh, PhD in physiology. It, uh, I, I think it's the only one in, in the world. Uh, uh, he, he got it from a University of Virginia, where he has been uh, working ever since then. But it, it gave him a, a pretty broad background in physiology. Yeah. Well, he's a very, very uh, uh, intelligent fellow and doing great work and I'm surprised he's, they even let him anywhere anymore in his videos. It's pretty, you know, it's pretty out there. This is a great question. We'll start out with Dr. Pete, um, a lady that uh, believes that she was exposed to some folks who had had the injection and, um, and got some face heat going on, some heat in her face that she's never experienced before, wondering what this could possibly be. A, a face, um, face heat, heat in the face. Yes, sir. Uh, oh, uh, that is usually a combination of of nerves and uh, nitric oxide activation. Uh, 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 all of the pro-inflammatory things uh, related to the uh, virus and the vaccines, uh, all of them uh, uh, make you more susceptible to. Ups and downs of your nitric oxide production. Let's see, nitric oxide. So, how does that tie in? So, is it possible then that folks can be getting things on some levels from the injected people, also known as shedding? Uh, oh, oh, yeah, the uh, the shedding uh, of uh, large molecules and uh, nucleic acids and proteins and so on that has been uh, studied. Very, uh, very thoroughly and in uh, 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 understandable detail. Uh, like you, you put a, a cold piece of uh, metal in front of a person's nose uh, and collect the fluid that condenses out of your breath. Mm -hmm. uh, the, for going back 20 years, this has been used to analyze uh, people's metabolism. Uh, and it... Um, uh, not, not just small molecules that you would uh, uh, understand, uh, like garlic fumes coming out your your breath and so on, but uh, you, you find proteins and uh, DNA and RNA uh, molecules uh, condensing out of your breath. Uh, and these reflect what's normally circulating uh, your own uh, DNA and RNA. So the uh, FBI has uh, known about those uh, and that uh, your breath condensates uh, uh, are identifying you individually uh, by, by your uh, DNA. Uh, it doesn't have to be a, a saliva sample or a hair sample, but uh, just the condensate of your breath is an identifying uh, wow. molecular indicator that the, the FBI has has recognized as, as something that you can uh, tr transmit. Uh, one person can rub it off on another, and uh, and they can leave it on uh, on th things in the environment and uh, can confuse the uh, FBI investigations. And, uh, but it's not so, necessarily negative things that we share. I mean, it's just uh, yeah, every, every everything. These exos they call exosomes, information, whatever it is. 
uh, yeah, yeah. and the, the uh, uh, Pfizer people uh, were, were aware of those pre-existing years of research showing that uh, RNA and DNA that's uh, already circulating is going to come out on your breath and skin. Uh, and so they warned uh, their uh, testing people uh, doing the uh, the preliminary tests on the vaccines uh, not to uh, 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 risk contaminating uh, pregnant and breastfeeding women by by the breath or skin contact with people who have been vaccinated because they knew uh, if they were adding novel RNA since you're already spreading existing uh, RNA and DNA uh, if they add something new for sure it's going to get into your uh, shed material and uh, be a potential contaminant and uh, harm uh, pregnant and uh, breastfeeding women. Wow. So with that, with that say, then uh, we're always we're always sharing things, good, the bad, the ugly, with our, with others. Uh, uh, yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and our, our food. Uh, there are a couple laboratories that have, uh, for years, been uh, uh, watching the fate of the DNA in the food we eat, hmm. uh, and a little bit of it uh, uh, tends to uh, stay with us and get incorporated into our cells. So you can find uh, uh, cow DNA, uh, spinach DNA, whatever you look for, uh, traces of it. No matter what uh, we eat, right? It's all in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah getting incorporated right into our, our cells. Uh, and they find that uh, algae uh, uh, DNA, for example, uh, if a person is eating a lot of algae, that can affect their uh, nervous and mental functions uh, because uh, the foreign DNA is is uh, getting uh, too, too high a concentration. Too high a concentration in what in what way? Uh, uh, it starts uh, uh, governing our behavior uh, rather than just being uh, treated as a, a contaminant. It starts uh, actually influencing the metabolism of the cell. Wow. Uh, and uh, for, for example, uh, some uh, people with a high contamination of certain uh, algae or organisms, uh, it uh, goes with the damaged memory and, and reasoning processes. And it could be damaged because uh, it's coming out of the ocean. Uh, uh, just, just so you're um, right. assimilating too much of it. Uh, uh, everyone is assimilating some traces, but uh, uh, when, uh, when when you uh, incorporate it as a major part of your diet, then it can uh, start uh, taking some control and uh, uh, influencing your your functioning. Wow, Doctor Ray Pete, stay right there, sir. We're going to take a little break, and then we're going to we'll start taking some emails. If you have an email. Uh, question forum. You are just welcome to do it, and you can uh, do it right now. Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. 
For my first meal of the day, I like to make a blended drink, and I'm always basing my blended drinks around colostrum. Colostrum adds so much creamy flavor and texture that if you don't have it, smoothies start to seem a little bit watery to me. Now I'm gonna be combining it with a bunch of other ingredients, but it really is the all-star. Colostrum has so many health benefits. Probably it's best known for its effects on the immune system. There's actually an article in PubMed showing colostrum to be three times more effective against flu and flu symptoms than flu vaccines are even in high-risk patients. It's incredible for fighting flu and other viral type infections. It's also really good for building lean muscle mass. In fact, it contains all 89 of the known mammalian growth factors. It's also very good for the gut lining. So people who suffer from things like Crohn's, IBS, uh, leaky gut syndrome, a lot of those folks are using colostrum in the regenerative process to heal and restore their gut lining. And one of the things I love about it is that it's a complete food. So colostrum contains everything a mammal needs to thrive. It contains all of the essential amino acids. It contains all of the essential lipids or fats. It contains all of the essential glyconutrients. Those are essential sugars that we need for our immune function. So it's got all of that and all those growth factors, which means this is really a complete food for human beings or for any other mammals. Tastes great, it's got the fuel I need to get through the day, and it's got all those added health benefits thanks to the colostrum too. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, the jury, that uh, colostrum is just one of the great products that Daniel has. The pine pollen, the elk velvet antler, the shaga and the reishi, um, digestive bitters, we also have the vitamin D K2 thing, and um, I can think that that's about it. But uh, really nice products. Everything is a Myron glass, so that's something that uh, uh, helps to, you know, keep things uh, fresher and actually powers them up a little bit, as Dr. Cowan does in his powders as well, the Myron Glass. So it's a great, uh, great company, and uh, we think that you'll enjoy this uh, colostrum if you haven't tried it. It's uh, it's really quite special, uh, really quite special colostrum from Daniel Vitalis and Sir Thrival, and this from. Shen Blossom. Previously with our conversation with Brandon Amalani. We love the rice sprouts. I tell you what, they're happening. My little body likes that. Ooh, man, I don't know why. Oh, yeah. I mean, people get amazing results. It's something as simple as sprouted and fermented rice is just like so nutrient-dense, so easily absorbable, uh, and it builds the chi and the organ systems in the body. It's very neutral for most people, so it's just you can feed it to your kids. It's really safe, and mm. I get more positive feedback on that one than any of the other powders. But yeah, it's basically um, an heirloom rice source that we source from a family, small family in Japan. So it's like an heirloom grade rice. And then we take that and do a fermentation process on it. So it combines the endosperm, the sprout and the rice brand, but it makes the brand soluble. Uh, and the fermentation process actually unlocks a lot of fermentation has this really amazing ability to create nutrients out of nothing through that process. So yeah, that's a really special product in a lot of ways. Rice sprouts, really nice product. Front page, one radio network, Shen Blossom. You see the ad. This is where you get the goji berry, shizandra, ginseng, a lot of cool things. And try these rice sprouts for you and the kids. Front page, oneradionetwork.com. Indeed, and there's just so much to choose from there. I just went on his website this morning and looked around and uh, black bamboo, check this out. 
black bamboo vinegar, brown rice miso, um, coral seaweed, um, green teas. He's got green teas. Extra virgin olive oil that's very, very nice as well. We love extra virgin olive oil. What other kind of things? Goji berries, shizandra, the noni honey from Hawaii, uh, grotein powders. These are very, very nice powders. Two of them, different ones, and bamboo. Uh, bamboo is the first ingredient on both of them. And the Hoshi Wu formula, uh, good things for the kidneys, on and on and on. Um, just, I think you'll enjoy what you find there on Shen Blossom. There's a mountain detox uh, formula that you can take before you eat, which is pretty cool. He also has uh, the digestive, um, it's called Prime. You put a little bit in your hand and then take a put your tongue there and get that uh, before you eat. The Potency, which is a collagen vitamin C formula. Pepper Plus too, which is a very... Um, or extraordinary strain of pepper, different form of pepper that uh, is uh, he claims is good for you. So, a lot of good things on any Shen Blossom link on OneRadioNetwork.com. We talk about your health, wealth, and well-being on OneRadioNetwork.com. It's the uh, third Monday of the month, and we get to talk to Dr. Ray Pete, who's a PhD and been around for a long time doing such good things like this. Dr. Pete, uh, I want to ask you about uh, what's the difference between um, uh, DNA? DNA is just, it's there, right? I mean, this is just uh, the signature of what's going on in our body like you were talking about, right? Uh, uh, Yeah, it's a framework. If you think in terms of inertia, it's the uh, slowest acting. It's like a, a stone foundation and a a structural system, uh, very, very slow to change, mm. uh, but, but uh, it, it offers the the long-range stability of, of the organism species. But it d- does it change? I mean, you say slow uh, to change, but as we grow and uh, uh, evolve and, and get yeah. healthier, does it change? Uh, yeah, every time uh, mm. we adapt to something, uh, we're, we're uh, slightly modifying uh, the DNA background, wow. uh, and uh, so uh, uh, the, the p- part of it, it becomes more and more heritable. If if you experience it, uh, for example, uh, three or four or five generations in a row, yes, sir. Uh, then uh, uh, the heritability of it has, has uh, increased, and that adds to your long range. Uh, uh, inertia or foundation, uh, but uh, the individual can modify that framework and get uh, uh, one, one or two or three generations of inheritance of the effect of of your experience. Uh, but the the more the environment causes you to have that adaptation, the longer effect it's going to have on the species. And then we modify it by our state of consciousness. Uh, uh, yeah, the the, uh, the state of consciousness is 
uh, part, it's the essence of how we meet the environment mm. uh, and predict it uh, and profit from it. If, if your consciousness uh, is constantly being surprised uh, and thrown off balance, uh, then your adaptations are, are always going to be uh, random and uh, ineffective. But the, the better your predictive understanding is of, of where, where your life process is taking you, uh, uh, the uh, more successful the momentary hmm. adaptation will be uh, and the more likely to uh, be constructive in the long range. So, so if we react to the outside influences, are we then, could we argue that we're becoming a little bit weaker by reacting to them uh, unconsciously rather than consciously? Uh, um, uh, yeah, the, the consciousness uh, uh, mean, means that we find out uh, uh, an aspect of the environment that mm-hmm. is exactly what we need. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so it, it all comes from the environment, but with our consciousness of it, we can pick out uh, which are just right uh, uh, for going ahead. Uh, and uh, uh, if you don't have that conscious selection of where you're going uh, and what uh, specific change uh, you're, you're making, uh, uh, then you don't have that long-range uh, productive uh, p- progress in your in your uh, metabolism. Fascinating. So what's the difference then between the DNA and the genes? Uh, of the, the uh, gene... Uh, the idea it existed long before uh, there was any any knowledge about DNA and uh, uh, its effects. So, uh, partly the language of genes uh, is very unscientific. Hmm. It was originally used to deny that. Uh, there can can be any change. Uh, the the gene was supposed to be the eternal. Right, you had this uh, genetic uh, thing, and this uh, is the way uh, you are, right? That kind uh, of idea. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, and so thinking of it in terms of of uh, uh, the, the inertia of our response to the environment, the the, the uh, gene idea is a degree of of inertia, but it isn't an absolute. Uh, immortal uh, uh, always uh, and the only uh, uh, feature of uh, of our species uh, the the, uh, DNA is something to to be put to use uh, modified uh, as far as we can uh, modify it uh, uh, expressing uh, or uh, repressing the expression of uh, the DNA uh, according to what we need to, to be expressed. Yeah, so so that's the whole idea of epigenetics, that over the last, I don't know how long, you tell me please, that we've known that the idea, uh, these genes, they don't really matter much. We, we just create them as we go. They're more of a, of a, of a, um, a visual or uh, of what's going on in our body. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, uh, Charles Darwin uh, sketched out uh, the the idea 
uh, of the, the inheritance of acquired traits. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he was uh, absolutely in line with his grandfather, uh, who was a pioneer in the inheritance of acquired traits, uh, and uh, uh, con- confirming uh, Lamarck's uh, uh, idea that uh, life is is acquiring uh, uh, traits by interacting with the environment. Uh, but uh, the neo-Darwinists totally falsified the real Darwin. <laughs> uh, the, the real Darwin said that uh, in behavior, in our adapting to the environment, uh, the cells which are are adapting and interacting uh, with the environment are, are sending out little capsules uh, of information into the bloodstream, uh, getting into the gonads, uh, ready to be inherited. Uh, uh, th- these capsules of information he called gemules, uh, little uh, uh, kind kind of a, a, a message uh, secreted by uh, the tissue as it lives in the environment, uh, describing uh, the process, uh, the progress it has made, uh, and putting that into the blood uh, uh, ready to, uh, to be inherited through the gonadal uh, cells. Uh, that's exactly, uh, uh, it, it took 160 or 170 years before exactly those mechanisms uh, were verified. Uh, the exosome or endosomes, uh, 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 various names for them, are cells in adapting, do uh, put nucleic acids and proteins uh, and message material into these little uh, uh, experience uh, uh, ca- capsules to uh, travel through the body uh, to help repair other tissues uh, and uh, they gain access to the uh, 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 gametes uh, and uh, can be passed on uh, to the offspring. So, so it's exactly the sort of uh, gemule that, uh, that uh, Darwin sketched out. Uh, we have them now identified uh, as endosomes and, and exosomes uh, carrying information around, new, new information, uh, n- never exactly... Uh, uh, formed in this in this manner, but uh, uh, it's uh, uh, now recognized as a, 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 a manner of communication between our experiencing and adapting cells and our gonads and the next generations. Wow, that's pretty interesting, isn't it? The way that works. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, there are, there are several labs that are uh, uh, making this connection now. Hmm. Dr. Ray Pete, Patrick Timpone, OneRadioNetwork.com. Thanks for joining us. Uh, let's start out with a couple of emails here. With uh, uh, could could the extremely low DHEA levels after adrenalectomy be the reason why a thirty-year-old guy would not respond to thyroid supplementation? Oh, oh sure, you need your adrenals uh, and. In animal experiments, it happens that progesterone, uh, the substance itself, uh, contains uh, the main functions of your adrenal steroids. Uh, so 
uh, the, the androgens, uh, glucocorticoids, uh, and mineral corticoids uh, are uh, reflected in the molecule of progesterone. Uh, so uh, if your adrenals have been removed, hmm. uh, then uh, you just aren't able to respond uh, to the increased metabolic rate of uh, uh, active uh, thyroid uh, metabolism uh, unless you have some material uh, to make up for the missing adrenals, uh, either the uh, uh, aldosterone uh, cortisol, for example, uh, uh, to, to uh, provide the uh, uh, adaptive flexibility uh, or, or progesterone. So what would be something that this uh, emailer could kind of look at to balance things out for him himself? Uh, 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 to to uh, uh, make sure that, that their uh, blood tests uh, are uh, uh, being being uh, uh, recognized and, and uh, used to compensate properly, uh, because uh, uh, it can be deadly to uh, have have a, a deficiency of the adrenal uh, steroids unless you're replacing them. So he's got to he's got to be working with somebody that knows what they're doing with this thing. It's kind of tricky biz, right? Uh, uh, yeah, the, hmm. the adrenal. Uh, deficiency is is a real uh, serious thing that, uh, that for the rest of your life you have to uh, uh, depend on supplements. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wonder why they would take out the adrenals. Uh, they, they used to do it for uh, cancer treatments, but uh, that has been abandoned for sixty years. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is from Alistair for Doctor Pete. What does Doctor Pete think about homeopathy? Do Gilbert Ling's ideas support the notion that information can be contained within water, for example, even if it is diluted to submolecular concentrations? Um, yeah, in the vaguest way, yes, but Gilbert Ling's understanding of water uh, is that it's in the living state, uh, and uh, the, the living state uh, uh, has uh, all of its uh, uh, very powerful uh, stabilizing uh, factors that uh, are, are not uh, not in the same world as the uh, very delicate. Uh, uh, type of information transfers that the homeopaths are talking about. Hmm. So, um, and the takeaway from that is that in general, uh, uh, there's uh, uh, some good science uh, behind homeopathy, hmm. but uh, 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 Gilbert Ling's uh, uh, work is uh, uh, not not at all uh, directed towards those those. Uh, ultra-sensitive uh, 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 th- therapeutic ideas. Idea. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is the basic idea long ago when they created these vaccines, wasn't that, is that supposed to be kind of a homeopathic idea? A little bit of this will help your body to figure this out, that kind of thing? Uh, um, uh, yeah. Uh, for, for the last uh, few years, I've been uh, emphasizing that the idea that the whole uh, 
antibody-centered idea of health and immunity really is just a marketing ploy of the <laughs> drug industry. It requires a stepping back and reconsidering our 100-year history of giving out Nobel Prizes for antibody-connected research. The the idea was set up in the time of Pasteur with great support from the chemical industry that wanted to create markets for its patent remedies, basically. And it used Paul Ehrlich and his 1908 uh, re- reception of the uh, Nobel Nobel Prize for Immunity. Uh, it uh, uh, the uh, an- antibody doctrine uh, was uh, an idea of the chemical industry to create a perpetual market for their products. Uh, as a continuation of a natural immune process. Uh, the the uh, antibody uh, Ehrlich described as a magic bullet of the body, which is a, a kind of true that hmm. uh, the, the antibody does have specificity for uh, 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 individual uh, chemicals and organisms, but our immune system is much more than that. And his reason for talking about the uh, magic bullet property uh, of our natural immune system uh, is that he wanted to connect uh, the drug industry's products uh, uh, based on uh, mercury and arsenic, for example, uh, as poisons to kill uh, 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 microorganisms uh, that uh, uh, were uh, uh, very resistant to the immune system. Uh, he uh, used these extremely toxic chemicals uh, and built them into a system uh, promoted by the drug industry that uh, he, he recognized that dyes, uh, the uh, uh, coal-tar-derived coal chemicals that uh, produced the, the dye uh, substance, but these had a staining specificities, uh, and the, the fact that different uh, chemical dyes stain different tissues and different uh, uh, disease organisms, he uh, identified that as a, a kind of specificity analogous to the specificity of the uh, antibody. Uh, it's an, an entirely a verbal uh, uh, sales pitch, uh, no, no real science behind it, uh, but it was uh, the, the, um, that 1908 uh, Ehrlich Nobel Prize uh, was used by the industry and in medicine uh, to uh, say that uh, the, these chemicals are, are analogous 
uh, to, to what the body is really doing. Uh, and he shared that mm. 198 prize uh, with Metchnikoff, who uh, uh, was talking about the immune system as everything, uh, including the antibodies, but with only a, a very small role for the antibodies. Uh, and it turns out, 100 years later, uh, and, and more of it, uh, the, the Metchnikoff approach to a, a complicated, multi-level, adaptable uh, immune system is what we have. Uh, and the antibody doctrine uh, is uh, just a, an offspring of the uh, chemical industries and marketing business. Wow. And now, of course, this whole PCR thing is all about the antibodies, right? It's all about... Uh, uh, yeah, oh. yeah. Unless you go back and look uh, at uh, uh, where the idea of our immune system uh, uh, is built on the antibodies, uh, uh, that's all powered by the uh, the German chemical industry. Wow. And and this idea that a lot of the immune system is in our gut, is that true? Uh, uh, yeah, starting uh, right at our skin and no. uh, and our, our gut membranes. Uh, hmm. Speaking of the gut, this is an interesting email from Hilda. I just started taking probiotics. I was having trouble with constipation and, and I've only been on for about two, three weeks, but I've really seen some some great results. Can Dr. Pete explain to me what is going on, why I'm eliminating better, better digestion, and can I take as much probiotics as I want? Hmm. Okay. So why is she feeling better doing probiotics? I mean, uh, and uh, I'm sorry. In that probiotics, it's, it's uh, um, um, fermented foods. Fermented foods. I, I was paraphrasing. It was what? Fermented foods. I I I oh, oh. substituted probiotics for fermented foods. Sorry, because I it was a long thing, and I paraphrased what she was saying. It was a very long uh, email. Sorry. Uh, fermented yeah, foods. Yeah, uh, in fermented foods, there uh, there are many many antibiotic substances. Uh, one, one type of bacteria can very effectively kill uh, and uh, uh, eliminate the, the bad bacteria. Hmm. So so if you're lucky. Uh, your fermented food uh, c- can act like antibiotics and uh, set things straight. But uh, fermented foods are extremely variable, uh, and they can uh, produce uh, uh, carcinogenic materials, uh, too, so it isn't uh, uh, always predictable. Right. But so if somebody makes their own way with sauerkraut with salt or whatever, I mean, how would we know if these uh, the fermented foods that we get are what we want. I mean, it would just have to be trial and success and see how our digestion elimination works. Would that be a good um, a marker if we eliminate better? Uh, yeah, a trial and error is, mm-hmm. is pretty much the same. With pretty much we can do. Yeah. Sorry, Hilda, I, I, I substituted the words. I just, in my mind, I substituted probiotics for, for, uh, for fermented foods. Interesting. Um, you know, so much stuff now, Dr. Peter, seems to be coming out. There's a, a mainstream, pretty mainstream, uh, very popular uh, website called Revolver that actually gets mentioned on uh, uh, Tucker Carlson and uh, Steve Bannon. Of course, Steve Bannon just got arrested this morning, so let's not go there. But anyway, it's all about uh, the vaccine did nothing to stop polio disease caused by mostly by pesticides. We've had other people say that. 
about the whole polio story. Do you have any theories on that or insights? Uh, oh, yeah. The, the, uh, if you just uh, uh, read the history of, uh, of how polio uh, occurred, mm. uh, uh, as much detail as you can get, uh, the, uh, the whole uh, myth of polio and vaccination, uh, it falls apart. Uh, and wow. uh, uh, the, the uh, paralytic polio, uh, uh, as soon as the vaccine came on the market, uh, it appeared uh, uh, to have been uh, curing polio. All they did was rename uh, the paralysis that occurs uh, and no longer call it polio. They just call it something else. Wow. Uh, so uh, with the disappearance of polio, uh, as a result of the vaccine, uh, other types of paralysis uh, sprang into the foreground, uh, and they no longer called it polio. So pesticides played a role in this. You think we think that's what uh, was going uh, on? Uh, yeah, hmm. yeah. Bad diet and chemical poisoning wow. uh, all contribute to uh, uh, paralytic results uh, from, uh, uh, among other things, uh, injections. Uh, were uh, demonstrated to increase uh, the uh, paralytic uh, uh, effects of a given organism. So so even the vaccination uh, was increasing. Uh, In Africa, they're still seeing that, that if a kid is vaccinated in the uh, right hip or, or the left arm for polio, uh, the paralysis is uh, most likely to affect uh, their right leg or their left arm, depending on where they were vaccinated. When I was in grade school, Dr. Pete, they gave me, they gave us sugar cubes, polio thing. I wonder what was in that thing. I, I, I think that was a, a semi-living virus. Semi-living virus. Um, have you seen the words smallpox been starting to come up? Do you think uh, they've got smallpox in in the future of humanity, or they want to run uh, with this one? Uh, oh yeah, they've they've saved it in freezers uh, uh, so that they can uh, use it for germ warfare. Well, what is smallpox? It was. What is it exactly? Uh, uh, it, it's a virus. It's a uh, virus. Uh, yeah, uh, but it has to be onto the skin, right? You got to get it in there somewhere. Is that correct? They do with uh, the blankets yeah. and the Indians and all of that. Uh, yeah, uh, it, it's uh, the infectivity of, of the different uh, uh, poxy uh, diseases. Uh, uh, the herpes uh, forms a pox, a chicken pox. Oh. Uh, 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 all of these have some similarity. Uh, and uh, some of the, the viruses, uh, 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 the uh, just uh, around... Uh, the family, if, if someone uh, has a cold sore on their uh, lip uh, and uh, uh, people drink out of the same cup, uh, that will spread the cold sore. Uh, and uh, it, it can be on, uh, on uh, pens that you write with or doorknobs or whatever. Uh, it can persist for uh, several hours and, and be transmitted by touch. But it's got to be kind of, 
it wasn't a smallpox wasn't a thing through the air allegedly it was it was uh, more um uh, more by touch more by touch is that correct mm-hmm. and then they did didn't they do a smallpox vaccine by scraping the skin or something like that uh, uh, yeah for hundreds of years wow uh, uh, they were uh, demonstrating that uh, if you could induce the production uh, of one of these little sores uh, that that could make you uh, resistant to the disease uh, and that if you uh, injected it by scraping locally uh. Uh, that increased the chance that you would just get a local uh, swelling uh, and local disease uh, and that would uh, give you immunity against the the deadly whole body disease uh. Uh, so it was the manner uh, and location of of the vaccination that was so successful with smallpox. Interesting. Uh, if you injected smallpox uh, into a muscle the way they do, uh, 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 it would have probably been killing about 100% of the vaccinated people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Ray Peter is with us. Um, we have Martin Armstrong. He's really an interesting fellow in the world of economics. He'll be here on Wednesday. And then Dr. Andrew Kaufman is going to join us at noon on Wednesday. It's been a long time since we, we've talked to him. We recently uh, talked with uh, Dr. Thomas Cowan. I'd love to, I'll send you the interview. And he was speaking in the idea that uh, more and more that he looks at it, the cells are, are more in the terms of the uh, uh, Gerald Pollack idea of this gel thing and that a lot of the different cells that they taught him in uh, different aspects of the cell they talk them in, in 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 medical school was just not right and the cells are actually this just gel-like material any ideas on that uh, oh, oh sure uh, 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 that, that was ling as well wasn't it or, or uh, hillman uh, uh, yeah uh, i uh, when i started in uh, graduate school in 1968 hmm. uh, the, the professors were selling uh, the, the membrane doctrine and uh, sodium pumps and so on. Uh, and I read uh, uh, all of the assigned papers, but looked at the the same journals uh, where the uh, assigned papers were published and, and found that uh, back in the 30s and 40s, uh, there were uh, uh, very uh, productive uh, ideas about how uh, cell water uh, and minerals are handled. Mm. Uh, and uh, it, it was only a, a very uh, social uh, doctrinaire, uh, a part of uh, the early research that uh, uh, came to be uh, formed into the uh, uh, membrane theory and, and uh, sodium pump theory. Uh, and uh, reading what was actually going on uh, uh, all of the best research of the uh, 1940s uh, was uh, being uh, accumulated in, in the work of uh, people related to uh, 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 Gilbert Lane. Uh, and his early work in the 50s uh, was uh, uh, predicting uh, in a a, a very coherent way uh, how the uh, outcome of, of the research was, was going, but uh, he didn't publish his definitive 
uh, works until uh, uh, the, the 60s and 70s. Uh, and uh, by that time, he had completely uh, shown the impossibility uh, of the uh, uh, accepted uh, mainstream idea that cells have membranes hmm. and sodium pumps. It, it simply became uh, clear that uh, they were impossible fantasies, uh, uh, and, and people uh, uh, didn't didn't want to uh, acknowledge the existence of Gilbert Lane, and so they they, they lied about what he was uh, writing about, uh, and uh, oh. uh, uh, basically basically created a slander culture uh, against uh, uh, Lane and his. Co- colleagues. So what is the takeaway for us who have bodies here listening on this November 15 day knowing uh, like what Count is now talking about and what you've known for a long time as opposed to the, the way they we've been sold. How does uh, it help us to know this? Uh, uh, the, the, the inclination of our very substance uh, is in the right direction. Uh, so uh, uh, one of the implications uh, of of the uh, Gilbert Lane orientation is that uh, the processes don't take energy to survive. Uh, the the, uh, the purpose of the energy uh, should be to change and adapt, but merely uh, surviving does not take any energy. Surviving words, doesn't take any energy. That's interesting. Wow. Uh, yeah. A very, very big change. Uh, the sodium pump says it's constant uphill work, uh, just staying alive. Uh, you, have I spend, you have to spend uh, about 15 times as much energy as our cells uh, can ever make uh, just to stay alive. Wow. Uh, it, so that's uh, the whole I think with an ATP and all that, which is just isn't true, right? Uh, just isn't true. Wow. Yeah. It's almost like they planned this so you 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 felt like inferior or you couldn't live a long time or you couldn't be healthy without their help or something. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all, uh, <laughs> made up. Uh, yeah, made up to suit their business needs. Wow. And the blood-brain barrier thing, that's not true, the way we've been taught? Uh, uh, the, the blood which? Blood-brain barrier. Remember we, oh, uh, uh, yeah, there's no... <laughs> no uh, blood uh, brain barrier. Uh, uh, yeah, many years ago, uh, someone uh, injected an emulsion uh, of uh, soybean oil uh, into the carotid artery. And, wow. It uh, showed that it was massively taken up on the first pass through the brain. Uh, the uh, oil just fell into the brain like, like it was running through a sponge. Wow. No, no barrier at all to certain substances. It's a resistance. Uh, the brain is a fatty organ, and it's a resistance to watery substances. But there's no barrier to fats. Because there's blood in the brain. I mean, we're, there's no barrier, right? I mean, where would uh, yeah. the barrier be? <laughs> uh, yeah. But even in the, natural medicine, Doc, they talked about this blood-brain barrier for years. We we all bought into it. I did. You know, I Seemed like a reasonable thing. You didn't, because you were a smart guy. Every difference of (laughs) tissue has some difference of affinity. Right. Uh, And so each tissue picks up things according to its affinity. Uh, And uh, where you have 
a, a very different type of, of tissues in contact, there will be a, an apparent partial barrier. But it, it's only a matter of a, a barrier with reference to uh, the, the consistency of the substance. Yes, sir. Um, this is great. Uh, from Peter, Dr. Uh, Pete has mentioned his, uh, his uh, um, affinity towards coconut oil. Wondering if he could explain why coconut oil is good for us to take coconut oil. Oh, it's just that it's saturated. Yeah. When we eat starch and sugar in excess, we turn the carbohydrate into saturated fats. And a very small part of the saturated fats that we make can be turned into uh, of uh, the, the uh, oleic acid and, and omega minus nine uh, uh, fatty acid, uh, and that can be turned into a series of polyunsaturated fats hmm. derived from uh, starch and sugar. Uh, and if we eat only saturated fats, uh, it's the same thing. We can create our m- minus nine a series of uh, polyunsaturated fats uh, from saturated fats or from carbohydrates. Uh, And it's the uh, minus six and minus three series that are unstable uh, and tend to promote uh, 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 interference with oxygen metabolism uh, and uh, to create inflammation. Uh, So if you uh, are, are going to eat some fats, it's better if they're saturated. Butter is one, is that? But butter is probably the best. The best. And it, so if you were going to have uh, potatoes, you could even take a teaspoon of coconut oil would help balance it out or, or butter? Uh, uh, yeah, if you don't have good butter and yeah. cream, <laughs> coconut oil is okay. There you go. Uh, Richard writes in, just turned 70 and found my blood sugar is 200. He doesn't say here if this is fasting. Uh, what are some ideas that I can do to get back into balance without drugs? It really depends on uh, what time of day you did the test yeah. and uh, what you were eating in the last 12 hours. Uh, but uh, you should investigate the other hormones, uh, vitamin D, thyroid hormone, and your a balance of calcium and phosphate in your diet. Uh, uh, those are all uh, things that uh, can create the illusion uh, of diabetes uh, uh, without necessarily the uh, the commitment to uh, uh, actual sickness. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, here's one. Michael, Brooklyn. Love your show. I've been following Dr. Ray P. for a long time. Thanks for having him on. My nine-year-old son, out of nowhere, seemed to now has trouble swallowing. Could it have any? Couldn't have any anything but liquid for two weeks. Now he's starting to get better, but still has trouble swallowing after two months. What could this be? Hmm. Um, it it um, could could be an allergy, uh, but uh, I think it's around that age. It's important to check their thyroid. And other hormones, because uh, with the uh, changing hormone 
environment of puberty, sometimes the the thyroid uh, uh, gets blocked, uh, and uh, that can increase sensitivity to allergens, uh, but it can also uh, enlarge the thyroid gland uh, and uh, cause uh, swallowing difficulties. Oh, so that's the idea, connection between a low thyroid and swallowing, where the thyroid gland is enlarging. Is it trying to reach out to get some nutrients or something? Why it uh, uh, yeah, when it, <laughs> uh, it isn't able to make uh, the thyroid hormone that it needs, uh, the, the uh, stimulation causes it to grow, uh, and uh, the, the growth uh, can uh, cause uh, sore throat, hoarseness, uh, wow. yeah. a, a sense of a, a lump in the throat, uh, hmm. uh, as well as uh, that tends to go with allergic uh, sensitivities. Uh, and so it's really important to have a, a blood test for uh, thyroid and other hormones. Hmm. Uh, Ariel, Patrick mentioned his thyroid, his TSH is now 0.3, and Dr. Pete suggested it needed to be lower. Could you repeat on what he said his, his recommended number is? Uh, um, in in the range of 0 0.4 uh, downward, uh, that group in populations is uh, essentially free of, of thyroid cancer. I mean, free of uh, thyroid cancer. Uh, uh, because the, the uh, TSH, uh, uh, the, the higher the TSH is, uh, the, the more uh, stress and inflammation happens in the thyroid gland. Hmm. Uh, and so in the, either a deficiency or an excess of iodide in, in the environment uh, will cause uh, inflammation of the thyroid and, and uh, tendency to develop uh, cancer. Uh, so, so when your thyroid, your iodide intake is just right, uh, fairly low, uh, your, your TSH uh, stays in that uh, 0.4 and below range. But you had suggested I could even get lower, take a little more piggy if I wanted to experiment. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, lots of people are very happy and healthy when they have a 0 0.1. Wow, or, that's or amazing. Normal. That's amazing. And, and and you've seen on these blood tests where they, they have their, they have their you know, um, what do they call it, safe range doctor, whatever they call it, you know, the recommended range is like 4 to 10 or something like that. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, that's kind of a, <laughs> a sub subcult. Uh, subcult. <laughs> uh, uh, if you look at the history of, of TSH uh, and the theory of how to measure uh, thyroid deficiency, uh, it, it goes back uh, to, to uh, what I call uh, a fraud. Uh, it's a, fraud. a total uh, destruction of our... Uh, thyroid understanding wow, uh, starting in the 1940s. Uh, I, I've got an article uh, called 50 Years of Fraud uh, which uh, superficially traces out the, the, the history of hmm. uh, how TSH has, has come to be the uh, defining uh, trait of a right. thyroid function. So that's why to this day your, your concern well, what you look at is the TSH and you don't care about the other ones. Uh, uh, 
that that's the as a standard medical opinion. Yeah. I, I look at TSH as one of the pro-inflammatory pituitary hormones that is best when it's minimal. Low as you can go, right? Uh, uh, yeah, the, the, it's promoting inflammation. Uh, TSH uh, goes up in hypothyroidism uh, and things like inflammation of the blood vessels increases because of high TSH, not just because of low thyroid hormone. Right. Uh, it, it, TSH is an active factor uh, in the sickness of thyroid deficiency. Uh, Catherine wants to know, she's in California, could, could Dr. Pete discuss the relationship between freckles and lipofuscin, if there is one? Uh, why do young children have freckles? I thought they were hereditary. Why do people with uh, fair skin tones and red hair usually have freckles? Hmm. You usually have what? Freckles. Yeah, why do the you know, red hair and the light-skinned uh, people have freckles? Uh, yeah. Um, I, I think uh, partly it's an irritated inflammatory reaction. Hmm. Uh, uh, I've known uh, uh, people who had uh, uh, sort of a precancerous reaction when they uh, were extremely deficient in vitamin D. Uh, and then got exposed uh, on the background of of red hair and very pale skin. Hmm. Uh, they're uh, they're more susceptible because of the the lower pigment pigment deficiency uh, in defense against ultraviolet. Brandon writes in after all these years, have Dr. Pete ever come up with an idea of how to get one's natural hair color back if they are gray? Hmm. Uh, um, it. Um, do we know why the skin, why the hair turns gray? Uh, yeah, uh, partly it's that the skin uh, loses or, or can't the retain uh, the copper uh, uh, en- enzyme that produces the uh, the melanin pig- pigment, uh, and uh, a toxic accumulation of of some competing metals such as iron can displace uh, the copper uh, and accelerate the uh, lots of pigment. So it displaces the copper, so one might play around with getting more copper in. Uh, and less of the competing uh, iron and possibly other heavy metals like molybdenum. Molybdenum. And they would come in through what pathway? Foods? Uh, uh, yeah, just uh, 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 random accumulation of, yeah. of food materials over the years. Interesting. Um, what do you think about uh, drinking water that's been in a copper vessel? Um, it's okay if it wasn't acidic water. Uh, you, you'll uh, recognize the taste of, of copper uh, pretty well at a, a toxic level if, if the uh, water had low pH. Oh, so what would be what would be an, an Undoable number for you is pH wise. Five, uh, oh, uh, five or six. Uh, uh, yeah, around six. It's already uh, uh, absorbing uh, more copper than you. You wouldn't want to uh, uh, drink the water if it had been standing in a uh, 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 copper vessel at pH six. But seven or eight, it would be okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, here's a good one. Rachel, hi, Patrick. Could you please ask Dr. Pete the best foods for autoimmune poly... Let me spell it for you, Doc. P-O-L-Y-M-O-S-I-T-I-S. It's cause and whether... Uh, the current medications are of any use. I, I, I just didn't get the word. Polymotis? 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 Autoimmune polymotis. I don't know. I've never heard of that one. You've not, you've not heard of that, that term? I, no. I, no, not that spelling of it. Okay, maybe. Uh, does Dr. Pete um, suggest, oh, this is the lady who had the, the heat, you know, in the face, uh, that I would need some nitric oxide to get rid of the inside, to get rid of it inside of me, uh, shedding from these jabs. Would increasing that nitric oxide help her? Uh, uh, no, no, it would probably make it worse. Oh, no, it would be worse. Uh, uh, hot, hot flushes uh, are, uh, uh, consist of a surge of nitric oxide uh, opening up the blood vessels. So these shedding of the of the injection could be um, causing the hot flashes. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, uh, the the blood vessels uh, are uh, very responsive to the uh, such things as as shed spike protein. Mm. Uh, I have been struggling with COPD for almost 10 years, writes an emailer. Every year it gets a little worse, and I have to take more medication, albuterol and Symbicort. Does Dr. Peter have any suggestions on things to do to help um, the struggle with COPD? There is not much out there that I can find other than pharmaceuticals. Um. It d- depends really uh, on uh, what exactly the the diagnosis means. Uh, 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 there are so many uh, p- potential uh, things that can increase the obstruction. Uh, uh, a friend of mine uh, who was o- overweight and in his mid-80s, uh, uh, when I visited him, uh, he was purple uh, his, his skin was very purple, and he was hmm. uh, just sitting and gasping. Uh, and uh, he, he was even slow to uh, recognize who I was. Uh, uh, it was affecting uh, all of his brain processes. Uh, and uh, his uh, daughter uh, kept, uh, right from that uh, uh, day, uh, she started adding a little bit of uh, thyroid hormone and progesterone and pregnenolone to his food. Uh, and uh, within uh, two weeks, uh, when I went back to visit again uh, uh, in two weeks, his skin color was normal wow. and his breathing was normal. Uh, he took me around, took me up to his uh, 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 upper floor uh, office, ha- had me panting. Uh, but he was uh, uh, breathing uh, like a normal uh, young man uh, after having uh, that uh, uh, almost terminal uh, uh, obstructive uh, lung disease. 
uh, they had called it em- emphysema, yeah. but uh, there, there are lots of uh, variations on uh, obstructive lung uh, problems. Uh, and reducing uh, inflammatory foods in the diet uh, is one of the uh, important uh, starting places. And again, what are the, some of the things he did? Uh, this person uh, just added uh, thyroid hormone, pregnenolone, and progesterone, which are all uh, anti-inflammatory things that uh, happened to be uh, just exactly what he needed. So I've got to, I want to do something. So, oh, and pregnenolone is in, is it, we mentioned coconut oil, is in coconut oil, isn't it, pregnenolone? Uh, only trace amounts. Uh, a little bit. Oh. Hmm. Uh, here's a good one. Are peanut allergies caused by the peanut products in vaccines? Hmm. Oh, oh I, I didn't know that they were in the vaccines. Yeah, we're starting to uh, see some reports of it. Uh, people uh, yeah, who are yeah, analyzing this, these things. Uh, you know. uh, the, the traces of proteins in various vaccines uh, especially egg proteins. Uh, uh, you, you can find lists of the known uh, trace proteins in vaccines uh, and the allergens that, that they uh, can, can produce. Uh, that's how you produce an allergic animal is to uh, basically vaccinate it with uh, uh, traces of uh, foreign proteins. Well, a couple more, then we'll let you go, Doc. Uh what minerals are most important, writes John, for good tooth health? Where can we, and where, where can we get these minerals? Um, in animal studies, uh, the, the, uh, the, the water uh, that, that in the Rocky Mountains and Andes, for example, the, the water that happened to be high in fluoride uh, and uh, it was thought to uh, be, be good for preventing uh, tooth decay. It, it turned out that uh, the uh, other trace minerals, uh, molybdenum in particular, uh, 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 were contributing to the resistance to, to uh, uh, de- decay. Uh, and calcium uh, and uh, the... the uh, a good balance of, of trace minerals uh, t- turn out to be the uh, the factor in the mountain water, not the fluoride. Hmm. Um, this is very, very long and complicated. I'm not going to do this right now. Uh, sorry. Um, what is? Uh, could you could you please ask Doctor Pete of what he thinks of essential oils like DoTerra? Are these good or bad for us? Essential oils. Um, it uh, really depends. Uh, uh, some of them are, are good for uh, reducing uh, uh, inflammation in, in the breathing. Uh, for example, eucalyptus oil mm-hmm. and menthol have been used uh, to relieve chest congestion and, and coughing. Uh, uh, some of them have a very uh, effective uh, influence on behavior, for example, uh, 
uh, uh, uh, producing a, a mood change. But e- each one is uh, 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 very particular, like a drug. You can't uh, say much about them as a category. Nancy's about 65. She says, I'm going to paraphrase because this is long, but bottom line is, Doc, she's got some kind of a eruption, kind of red, bumpy, uh, and it scratches. She says it's about two, three inches in diameter, and um, she wants to know what she can do about it. Generally, when things erupt like this, is it something that just wants to come out? Uh, uh, no, 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 it's an, it's an allergy. An allergy. Uh, 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 and it's often something you ate, oh. uh, uh, and uh, uh, you have to look at your uh, uh, balance uh, uh, all of your nutrients, uh, exposure to chemicals and foods. Uh, uh, it really, really takes a detailed study to uh, identify it. Uh, but it should eventually go away, I guess, for her? Well, I, uh, only if you correct uh, the problem. <laughs> What's going on? Anything you would put on it, you think, that could help it to dissipate? Uh, uh, well, uh, checking your vitamin D balance. Oh. Is really one of the first things. Hmm. Could you ask Doctor Pete about a woman? Oh, how does a woman know if she's at risk for osteoporosis, and can sense maybe that her bones are improving without getting X-rays? Yeah, what 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 do you look at in that regard? Uh, uh, ultrasound of the bone is better than X-rays. Ultrasound of the bone—you could actually see how strong the bones are. Yeah, they can actually determine the strength rather than just the density. Uh-huh. Okay, final one is vitamin D, vitamin K2, and NKA better to use on a long-term basis than MK7. Wow. Uh, um, uh, uh, no, I, I don't think there's a big difference. I, I, I use vitamin K1. K1. Uh-huh. Uh. Well, Mr. Pete, here we are. It's November. You going to be around over the holidays? We'll have to look at our schedule. Yeah, I think we're going to be here. We'll, yep, I'll, we'll, I'll be here. <laughs> we'll get in touch in case we need to move something around, but I think I'll be here too. Well, uh, Dr. Pete, thank you. It's uh, If folks want to get their newsletter, it's raypetesnewsletter at gmail.com, right? Right. Raypetesnewsletter gmail.com. And it's only, it's a very affordable thing. You can sign up for that little guy. And then it's raypete.com is your website, right? Okay. Dr. Pete, thank you so much, sir. Take care of yourself, all right? Okay. Thanks okay. for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. It means a thank lot you. to us. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Dr. Right. Ray Pete, Patrick Timpone, OneRadioNetwork.com. That's so cool. We talked about, we talked to things like, like you know, like people like one of our heroes, Colin and all that are coming up with things and, you know, he was on this, you know, 30, 40 years ago. Yep, baby. Well, I'm getting hungry. I'm getting hungry here. Maybe have a little orange juice first. So uh, I'll, I'll see you tomorrow. We're going to be here at 10 o'clock. Have some fun. Lots to talk about. Don't forget uh, uh, Martin Armstrong here on Wednesday and Dr. Andrew Kaufman on Wednesday. So we got a good... Nice, fun week for you. So take care of yourself. Thanks for your ongoing support. I'm, uh, you know, I don't get far away from these little silly computers. If I can help you with anything, a question or a comment about products 
or anything that we do here, email me, Patrick, at OneRadioNetwork.com. We uh, support ourselves by promoting products, and you're just talking about, you know, Thrival and all the different things, the sauna and the sulfur and all of it, and they're good products. And we appreciate your consideration when you want to spend some of your little dollars on some things. If you go to our website, One Radio Network, uh, we've got some very good companies, people that we've known for a long time, all of them. We use everything. You know, I'm, I'm drinking the aloe, uh, you know, from the aloe people and the colostrum and Dr. Cowan's powders, which are great. And yeah, we just use these things. And the, the Pearl CM, of course. And I'm always downing the Daniel Vitalis' products and this Arise guy from Shen Blossom. So, and oh, I didn't even mention the BioAge, Bio Superfoods. Didn't mention them today. So we use all these things and we do pretty well for being a crazy person, Italian kids. So thanks for your support and uh, considering getting something through our website, oneradionetwork.com. So I'll see you tomorrow, 10 o'clock. Take care of yourself. Let me know if I can help with anything. I love you. Thank you. And uh, may the blessings be. From the Hill Country in Texas, broadcasting worldwide, this is oneradionetwork.com.